Hello and welcome to another edition of the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter Podcast. I'm your host, Tom O'Shea, episode 80 and the last one for 2022, at least for the year, yeah, because the next time we record is going to be 2023, a new year. Christmas-wise, I mean, excuse me, all right. If you probably already heard by now, we got a uh, new mic, a new mic. Yeah, that's why it sounds a lot better, like, especially when we started recording the episode. When the episode started, that's how you have a better sound quality now than yeah you had in the past 79, 79 episodes. So, yeah, it took, 80, it took almost 80 episodes to get a new mic. Christmas present from my papa. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. I got other stuff, too. I got this... um. Nito Boston Sports uh, uh, metal sign that I plan to put on this wall just uh, facing me right now. Pretty good. A um, couple books. I got a book about uh, Ted Williams and like um his time in the U.S. Navy and stuff like that and how like they use baseball too while they were in the Navy during World War II. So that's a neat book. I mean, might read it pretty soon. <clears throat> what else? I mean... At this point, I'm at the age right now, I really don't care how many gifts I get or like I just being a part of family and stuff like that, being there and to watch the little kids, like the two little nephews. Um, we kind of do have a surprise, but I won't say it on here. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, we do have a surprise maybe coming in the near future, family related wise. But we'll wait, talk about that until we actually get the actual okay. But anyway, so going back to the two nephews, I mean, they just watching them open presents on Christmas day it, it just brings my just brings me joy just seeing that and that's the good thing about christmas the great thing about christmas just seeing them just the little guys i mean it's all about them seeing them like how they react and how they um get excited opening the presents on christmas day and stuff like that that's really what christmas uh, so well somewhat mostly christmas is all about but it, yeah other things too we won't go but anyway um yeah we, um anyway that just watching them open the present just seeing the joy on their of faces holland got horses yeah horses horses yeah yeah he's saying a lot like yeah yeah <laughs> i show i was um following the celtics game on uh my phone while uh or, well not following it but like getting updates and like i saw that jason tatum dunked on Giannis. is like it was a cool dunk so i played it i showed it to holland and i said is that pretty cool because he's getting into basketball too like he actually calls it basketball basketball so I showed him the dunk and um he go I told him was that cool and he goes yeah and then like a few minutes later I'm seeing him like actually like shoot like uh his like little like squishy ball um uh basketball and try and like shoot it up to the wall trying to make a basket it's just so cute so anyway he got horses like he got like a couple of horses he actually got his own like a stick or a horse on a stick horse that he can use like to use as kind of like yeah right along he like guys own little horse stable that was pretty cool on him <laughs> yeah so he's he's cornering the market on horses about to say is that let's see do um the does the mlb have a team horse related team because we could lose him out now i was about to say we might not be turning him into a red sox fan he might become something else yeah i was about to say let's hope there's not a team that's horses uh yeah well the Phillies? Phillies? I mean, a Philly is kind of a breed of horse in a way. But I think this kind of Philly is kind of referring to 
Philadelphia kind of deal. Like, as in the Philadelphia Phillies. That's Yeah. But I could be wrong on that. I could totally be wrong on that. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm not seeing any uh, horses team. So, okay, go. We can run. Yes. Yeah. So, anyway, there's a funny story. So, apparently, he uh, had to uh, go someplace else. Or, well, go take care of something else or something like that. Or, like, he had to get his, well, he had to get his diaper changed and stuff like that. So, while he was gone, his older brother, Fox, was playing with a horse they won. When he got back, Holland was not happy. Yeah. <laughs> he was not happy at all. Like, um, to the point where he actually hit Fox. Yeah, like, he just went... <laughs> kind of like a little kid version of a uh, Will Smith uh, slapping uh, Chris Rock. Yes. <laughs> like, he, I think he did it a second time and then he got like set the time out. Man, Holland. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. But it was a fun Christmas. It was a fun Christmas. I mean, that's a, I did watch Die Hard. I did watch Die Hard. Pretty good movie. And I can kind of see why it could be. A Christmas movie. There's a huge debate on that. There's a really huge debate that it is like whether it's a Christmas movie or not. And like it's really a huge debate. And my opinion, I, that's the thing. I can see where it might be Christmas because they are at a Christmas party while the actual like robbery or slash terrorist attack happens at the same time. And Bruce has to like, or Bruce Willis or John McClane has to save the day and stuff like that and also save his wife too at the same time. Yeah. So, I mean, I could see that, like, opening presents and stuff like that. But I could see, yeah, this might not be, yeah. yeah. But pretty good movie. I mean, I, I give it five stars. I mean, it's, I could see why this is a pretty good movie, too. This is a classic. Yeah. So pretty good. Yeah. The Officer um officer Powell is also uh, Carl Winslow on uh, Family Matters. <laughs> yeah. I made a lot of Steve Urkel re- re- jokes during that movie watching it. Did I do that? <laughs> Steve! <laughs> uh, Alright. So enough with that. Alright. So, while we were gone, last time we recorded was like December the 16th or so. So anyway, a lot of things happened while we were gone. Red Sox related news. All right. So it was reported, I believe it was on Saturday or either Saturday or Sunday that the Red Sox were, excuse me, out of the burp there, um, heavily in talks with bringing back JD Martinez. I thought, okay. I thought, well, how would be good if we get JD Martinez back? Because we do need a DH and he has have experience and he can hit so yeah maybe resign him time i mean the dh uh free agent uh list of dhs is kind of slimming down so you might want to consider signing back jd well saturday night it didn't happen Instead, J.D. Martinez decides he is going to sign a one-year, $10 million deal with the L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, So he's going to L.A. and taking his talents there and teaming up back, teaming up with the former 2018 Red Sox teammate, Mookie Betts. We let another one go. Man, we are just destroying the 2018 squad. I feel like there's a... F- 
only a few of them left kind of deal from that glorious summer of 2018. Well, good for JD. At least he's now employed now. At least he's now with the team now. I wish it would have been with the Red Sox, but yeah, just, I don't know what we're doing. I really don't. All right. Well, thank you, JD Martinez. Thank you for the memories, especially 2018 um, stuff like even 20, 20 or 2021 and like how he produced you. And there were some years too, like 2020, which isn't really that big of a year, but there were years like that where like he kind of did slump and he was kind of slumping a little bit, at least in towards the middle part of the year last year and stuff like that. But like he was really good as a hitter. He did what he was supposed to, and he lived up to that contract, that five year, whatever, how many hundred million dollar contract that he got. He lived up to it. I feel like out of all the free agents that have happened this or these past 10 years, I believe that was the best free agent signing we've made so far. I really believe it. it is. J.D. Martinez really lived up to that contract, and he deserved every penny of that Red Sox contract. And it really is a shame we could not bring him back. It really is a shame. But, yeah. but anyway, J.D., best of luck in L.A., but hopefully not when we're playing against or when we're playing you guys or when you're playing the Red Sox. Yeah. But, yeah, good luck. All right, but we did have some other news. So literally a day after the J.D. Martinez deal was, um, went down. Hold on, I got to, all right. Here we are. All right. All right, anyway. So the day after on Sunday, the 19th, we did, or actually, never mind. No, the 18th. On the 18th of December or Sunday of that day, we decided, or, um, well, actually, um, there was news breaking out. Now that JD is gone, the Red Sox were seriously considering Justin, uh, Turner of the LA Dodgers who used to be their third baseman. I thought, okay, here we go again. Heavy in talks, heavily pursuing, seriously considering, just heavy in discussion. I thought, okay, here we go again. We're just going to lose out on Justin Turner. And then we got the notification. The Red Sox and Justin Turner have agreed to a deal. Yep. JT is shipping up to Boston. Yep. All right. Here's the deal. He is going to get a two-year deal, $22 million or two-year $22 million deal. And he is expected to possibly play DH and first base. So, yeah. But he does have an opt-out clause after 2023. So, yeah. All right. A lot of people are kind of crapping on this deal. I don't know why. I mean, not bashing on JD, but here's the thing that is positive for um, Justin Turner in his deal. Here's a, he is a, or a basically um, the man can play the field also too, but he'll also, he'll be the DH, but he can also play the field too. So if someone like say Tristan Casas needs a day off and stuff like that, and needs to get off his feet playing first base, he will either play DH or take the day off. And then Justin Turner will play first base. And the same thing with Robbie Devers and um, saying that um, 
If Rafi Devers needs a day off or needs to play DH, we'll stick Justin Turner at third base. So, yeah. And some people are saying, like, well, is this the end of the Rafi Devers now? No, it, it's not, especially since this might be a one-year deal. Like, or just two years. I mean, seriously, oh, my. There are actually people who think that. There are actually morons who believe that, that this now spells the end for uh, Rafi Devers. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's, and here's the thing about J.D. Martinez. The man could not play the field. That's the only thing he could do was just uh, be the DH. He could not play the field. And we tried playing him in the outfield, especially right field, and he wasn't really that great. Not shitting on J.D. Martinez, but still at the same time, I meant – I mean, that's kind of the reason why the Justin Turner deal, I feel like it will work out. And the guy really want, and the guy um um is kind of a clubhouse dude. He really is a clubhouse guy. Although that might not be great if we're like maybe like losing and stuff like that. Like we don't need him more. Yeah. Yeah. But Kike actually likes the deal. Like he actually, yeah, I was about to say he's teaming up with all of his uh old uh, 2018 uh Dodgers teammates. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, we're bringing the band back together. Let's go. <laughs> He's liking that. I was about to say, I mean, are we becoming like the Boston Dodgers in a way? Hmm? Hmm? In a way, I mean, serious. I mean, they're becoming the LA Red Sox, the Dodgers are. I mean, they're getting all of our guys from 2018, and we're basically getting their guys from 2018. So, yeah, we're swapping. Yeah, in a way. <laughs> I mean, we, heck, we even got Verdugo, too, but he wasn't part of 2018. I mean, he was more, yeah, he was mostly in the minor leagues at that time. I mean, he was back and forth in a way, but still, I mean, yeah. But, yeah, in a way, I mean, we almost kind of got or uh, Cody uh, Bellinger, too, uh, until he went to the Cubs and signed there. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, seriously, we're getting all their guys from 2018. That's kind of funny <laughs> in a way, yeah. yeah. But going back to the Rafi Devers thing, it does not mean Rafi Devers time in Boston is going to end because of Justin Turner's time. I could understand maybe the Trevor Story deal maybe affecting Xander's time in Boston, kind of saying, oh, okay, this is kind of starting to make sense now. We kind of did sign him maybe for leverage in the fact that Xander didn't come back, which he eventually did not come back. Um, we can possibly slide him into shortstop. But here's the thing with Justin Turner. This might just be a one-year deal. This honestly might just be a one-year deal because of the opt-out clause. That does not mean Devers is going anywhere. And anybody who believes that, I, I mean, I don't know what to say to you. I mean, seriously, you need to, I, I don't know, I, I'm not going to go there, but still. Stop it, stop it. I mean, we do not need this. I mean, that's kind of the same thing every time the Trevor Story deal comes up. It's like, well, I mean, we are signing them to be Sanders replacement. I mean, none of that talk. None of it. Nope. I will not tolerate it. I will not tolerate this Justin Turner slander. Yeah, but still, I mean, the guy is 38, so maybe and he might have a little bit of an injury prone. And some of his numbers haven't really, like, he hasn't really produced lately and stuff like that. But you don't know. You never know. Kind of deal. It's just, let's just, I just love it. All these moves that we made, we improved the bullpen. We got a now, we have a leadoff hitter now that we haven't had in a while, an effective one. And we got like a DH that can play everywhere on the field. And we're crapping on these deals. Like there's like, well, they won't be good. Is it just because of Xander's gone that we didn't get Xander resigned? Is that why everybody's saying this offseason now a failure? Which I could see it is, but still. 
we're impro- we're kind of improving. Just calm down, everybody. I mean, at this point, let's just see. Let's just see. I mean, we haven't finished the new year, or we haven't finished 2022 yet, and we're already saying 2023 is a bust. Guys, it's still early. Yeah. All right. Anyway, all right. So um, earlier this week, I believe it was two. It was Tuesday. So Roar was going around that maybe Nathan Valdi might like be an option for us to uh, resign, knowing that we need a uh, starting rotation uh, depth and stuff like that, and we need uh, starters in the rotation. Well, news broke around maybe five o'clock or seven o'clock, six o'clock my time, Central Time. Um, it looked like that uh or um i can't talk that was not going to be an option anymore it looks like nathan valdi will sign a new contract but it's with the texas rangers so he's going back home to texas on a two-year three or 34 million dollar deal good at least good for him in a way but still Another comrade from 2018 is now gone. Yeah. We're losing out on everybody now. Yeah. And a lot of memories for uh um Nathan Valdi. And a lot to like Nathan Valdi, especially after uh, 2018, did or at least after 2019, because 2019 or 2019 wasn't really a great year for Nathan Valdi. It wasn't really a great year for anybody in the starting rotation that year. Our offense was good, but not our starting rotation, or especially and especially not the bullpen too. Um, but anyway, so after 2020, he kind of stepped up as basically the basically the number one starter in a way. Where basically Chris Sale basically kind of like and not crapping on Chris Sale in a way, but still at the same time, the man's been hurt for a while. And Nathan Voldy had has or at that point stepped up and became that guy you gave on the first on opening day or crucial games or even playoff games as i said 2021 the wild card game against the yankees he stepped up big pretty big time and helped us uh stay in that game and going back to 2018 he came out of the bullpen game three of the world series when that game was tied that going in the 18 innings i mean even though he did give up the walk-off home run to max muncie i mean he put up a hell of an effort in that game he basically, yeah, he basically just put his heart and soul into that game and basically helped the Red Sox at least still keep in the game and stuff like that. Credit where it's due, they did win the next two games and won the World Series after that. So, yeah. So just one bad memory. And, uh, well, I mean, it was a pretty good memory in a way. It just ended badly with, yeah. So, well, Nathan Evaldi. Thank you for your time in Boston. Thank you for the memories and best of luck in Texas. But hopefully when you're not pitching against the Red Sox. Yeah. All right. Crap. All right. How much time I got in the segment? Almost 20 minutes. Okay. Or 10 or 20 minutes. Yeah. 10 minutes. All right. All right. Maybe we'll go over a few more things. All right. So. Anyway, so and so it was reported earlier this week that 
John Heyman did say that the Red Sox were exploring options of possibly trading Chris Sale. I don't really know how to feel about this. I mean, I mean, credit where it's due, the Chris Sale so far contract so far has not really panned out. And a little bit is really not really his fault. I mean, it's just been bad luck with the injury and stuff like that. And I mean, but still, I mean, it's not really totally his fault. It's just how the contract, I mean, it's a contract. I mean, they probably should not have given that it to him or at least just made it a one-year deal and then see it where it went afterwards. But still, I really feel bad for the dude. I really do. I mean, but I really am not really buying into the whole, like, Chris Sale getting traded. If things hit south to if like something like Rafael Devers, maybe if he doesn't get extended or the Red Sox kind of are god awful next year, maybe package Chris Sale and Rafael Devers together. I mean, kind of like Mookie Betts and uh, David Price, maybe possibly get that contract off. I don't know. I really don't believe it's from John Heyman. This is coming from the same dude, basically. Were falsely reported that Aaron Judge was going to the do- or going to um the Giants and misspelled his name Arson Judge. Seriously, he lost all credibility. I mean, credit where it's due, he did kind of bounce back a little bit too after that. But still, I mean, this is coming from the same dummy that's like just I don't know. I really don't trust John Heyman. Just just one. Yeah, I mean, all right. So enough with that. I did see Rich Hill. Um, he is a um, got a new deal, but except it wasn't with the Red Sox. He is going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, to the Pirates on a one-year, eight million dollar deal. Yeah. Well, good for him. At least he has a contract now. But still, I wish his time. At least last year, his time in Boston would have been um, productive too. I mean. The Milton Bo- or Milton, Massachusetts-born native, yeah, yeah kind of stinks. For, kind of, I really felt bad. Out of all those people in twenty or uh, last year that kind of had a bad season, I really felt bad for Rich Hill. The guy grew up a Red Sox fan and stuff like that, and like this, he just didn't have that great of a season. He even got booed on Patriots Day, yeah, yeah, and this was like literally a week or so after his father had passed away yeah and it was like or a coincidental because his father was a big marathon runner and stuff like that i think he like had like 50 something or had like a record kind of like going back to like the 1950s or so so yeah well at least he's now under contract hey he's teaming up with my uh former call or a college teammate uh colin holdeman he's a relief pitcher for uh, the pirates yeah, so him and uh, Rich Hill might be buddies. Yeah. Mm. Staff members. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So that's um. Whoa, we do have one more bit of news before we go to break. It looks like the Red Sox on I believe it was Wednesday or so. Oh wait, hold on. We do have one bit of news. So the it looks like the Red Sox did make a minor league deal. They signed a uh, former Tiger second baseman, uh, Necro Goodrum, to a minor league deal. I mean, maybe that might be a second base option or a shortstop option, infield option. 
But right now, don't really expect maybe Necro Goodrun to maybe like see um, MLB time unless something happens, like things go south. I mean, we did sign Yomer Sanchez last year um, to a minor league deal, and he ended up playing some time with the big club a little bit. So maybe we could see Necro Goodrum play some uh, games. But yeah. All right. But right now, this is just a minor league deal. Don't really think much of it. Just he's probably going to just be uh, playing in Worcester the entire year. So, yeah. but yeah, All right. we shall see. All right. But we will see. Um, It looks like that the Red Sox on Tuesday or Wednesday or so have come to agreement just literally a day after Nathan Valdi decided to sign with Texas. We have a starting pitcher. Maybe a very old starting pit or an old starting pitcher, but one that has experience and is still reliable. Yes, that's right. We did sign after many years of considering and trying to get this dude. We finally got him to come to Beantown. As Corey Kluber signs a one-year deal, which will earn him $10 million and a club option if the club does accept for 2024. That will earn him $11 million. So add that up around his time. If he does stay here for potentially two years, we earn like $20 million. So yeah, pretty good. I like this signing. I really do. Finally, we we sign a starting pitcher. Although it isn't a top-tier starter like um a Carlos Rodon or a Justin Verlander or something like that, or a Chris Bassett or something like that. I mean, this is kind of what happens, Heim, when you kind of let these guys kind of just get off your radar and stuff like that and kind of just sign somewhere else. I mean, this kind of, I mean, we're still kind of biting on a uh, Kevin Gosman going to the Tiger or going to the Blue Jays and kind of owned us last year too. So, but yeah. I'm really excited for Corey Kluber, and he is still a reliable pitcher, although he is getting up there in age and stuff like that, and um, he isn't that, or a little bit isn't that effective pitcher or like that he was back in Cleveland, back in the Cleveland days, stuff like that, where he was Mr. Cy Young and stuff like that. I mean, but still working his way, kind of like a Michael Walken in a way, just a reliable pitcher, maybe a day four, day five starter in a way. So I'm really excited. I really am interested to see Corey Klub, the Corey Kluber experience in Boston. Yeah. We almost, we were kind of thinking of getting them in 2021 and the Yankee decided to get him instead. Yeah. Yeah. Good. He regrowed his beard. Yeah. Awesome. About to say, I mean, you didn't have it when you were in uh, New York. So yeah, that is just the most preposterous rule ever. You can have a mustache, which is well trimmed, but you cannot have a beer, a gold, a goatee, or even a mullet. Yeah, that's the thing. They made, they did not, they suspended Don Manley back in like the eighties because he wouldn't cut his mullet, and and that was just, that's so stupid. That's just a stupid rule. I'm sorry, George Steinbrenner's gone. You can do well. Hold the thought there. His son, Hal, runs the team now. And I bet you he wants to keep the tradition. I can't talk. The tradition alive. (laughs) Tradition, my ass. (laughs) Jeez. All 
All right. That's the bit of news for the week. I mean, nothing else. Just heading into 2023. All right. So we'll go to break and then we will wrap it up with um, the Hall of Fame ballot segment and then call it a new year. I mean, and we are going to be, it's just, this might be a longer segment for uh, the Hall of Fame ballot because we were gone for a few weeks or so. So, and a lot of ballots showed up those the time that we were gone kind of deal so yeah i mean they're now starting to come in now as what i'm seeing so yeah let's go to break and then we will come back and uh wrap up the show with the hall of fame ballot segment don't go anywhere folks all right we are back to wrap up the show with the hall of fame um balloting or with the Hall of Fame balloting uh, leaderboard or something like that or tracking, yeah. Right. Courtesy of not Mr. Tibbs from um or uh, on Twitter, yeah. So yeah, or uh, Ryan Thibodeau or something like that. I think I'm pronouncing that name right. Yeah. But anyway, <clears throat> all right. So here's a so let's start with the balloting and stuff like that. And I'll say this: if you want to kind of like speed up through this, because this is probably gonna be a long kind of probably be a long because there's a lot there were a lot of ballots that were released the time between the time of the last recording in this one so yeah so if you want to skip ahead that's fine by me that's fine by me but if you want to listen stay all right coming up next here we go so here's uh the 23rd bat or I sh- a lot of them are mixed up and stuff like that but this is uh mark newman's uh ballots all right so he had uh 10 people he had carlos beltron as a vote, he had uh, Todd Helton, um, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Andy Pettit, Red Sox uh, legend Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, uh, Gary Sheffield, and one-time Red Sox uh, reliever Billy Wagner. All right. Good. All right. Getting some Red Sox votes. All right. And then we have an anonymous vote. And he voted for only two people. Or at least he voted for somebody. All right. He had Todd Helton and uh, Billy Wagner as his uh, two votes. All right. All right. All right. We already saw that one. All right. And then Peter uh, Boet. I hope I'm saying that. Or Boot or something. I don't know. All right. He had seven people. All right. He had Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, uh, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, who gained a vote. Um, Gary Sheffield and Billy Wagner. All right. Helping the Red Sox out a little bit. Former Red Sox, yeah. All right, then we have Tom De- or D'Angelo. Um, so he had five people on his ballot. He had Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton. Let's see who else going down the list. Manny Ramirez. All right, and away, Manny. Alex Rodriguez. Uh, Gary Sheffield. And, oh, yeah, and Gary Sheffield. Okay, so who gained a vote from him? kind of like it how they kind of like show how like who gained a vote and who kind of lost a vote that's kind of neat all right <clears throat> then mark fine said he voted and he had 10 people on his ballot all right he had carlos beltron uh todd helden who gained a vote from him uh andrew jones jeff kent andy pettit manny ramirez alex rodriguez scott Rowland, gary sheffield and billy wagner who gained a vote pretty good pretty good all right. 
All right. And then uh, Joey Johnston, or Johnston, I should say, not Johnson, Johnston. All right. So he had 10 people also. Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, who gained a vote, and also Jeff Kent gained a vote, or gained a vote too. Um, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner, who also gained a vote from him too. All right. Good. All right, and then Anthony, our Anthony Andrew, Andrew, I hope I'm saying that right. I think it's Andrew. It's A or A-N-D-O-R or R-O or something like that. All right, so he had uh, six people, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, um, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner, and Todd Helton gained a vote from him, so all right. All right, and then Marco Berton, or Marcus Berton, or Marcos Berton, all right, so he voted for four people. Um, he voted for Andrew Jones, uh, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, and Billy Wagner. And then Andrew Jones and uh, Billy Wagner gained a vote from him. All right. And then Mike or uh, Mike Ricardo or Fascardo, Mike Fascardo, he had seven people on his ballot. All right. Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, uh, Andrew Jones, who gained a vote from him. Uh, Jeff Kent, uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. And then Carl Stewart, he had five people on his ballot. All right. Uh, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. And then Nomar Fiskel lost the vote from him. All right. All right, and then an anonymous vote. Um, so he, this person had six people on their ballot. Bobby Abreu, Mark Burley, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. Basically the same vote from last year. No way. All right. And then Jay Cohen, he voted or uh, voted for five people. Uh, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton. Scott Rowland, uh, Gary Sheffield, who gained a vote from him, and then Billy Wagner. All right. All right, and then uh, Bruce Miles, let's see. All right. He had nine people on his ballot. Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, Attaway Manny, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Attaway, Billy. All right. And then, all right, Patrick Graham. All right. So he had 10 people on his ballot. All right. Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. And then... Bobby Abreu, Jeff Kent, and Manny Ramirez all gained a vote from him. All right. Okay. And then, man, this name's Kyle. Um, Arcelio Moreno, or Morano. All right. So he voted for four people on his ballot. Bobby Abreu, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, who gained a vote from him. 
and Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner lost a vote from him. All right. All right. All right. All right. And then Josh Badeau, he voted for seven people. All right. Carlos Beltran, uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Manny Ramirez, uh, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, and Gary Sheffield. And here's an oh, all right. And here's one. Uh, Dan Gelson or Gelston, he voted for one person, and that one person was Jimmy Rollins. Yeah. All right. And then an anonymous voter. Nobody got got a vote from this dude. What are we doing? Use the vote. This is why. This is why I I hated that sports or the baseball writers. Are the only vote on this. These are the same people who never played a day of baseball in their lives and are getting to decide who should not get in the Hall of Fame and who should who should get in the Hall of Fame and who should not get in the Hall of Fame and who should be MVP and who should not be MVP or Cy Young or Rookie of the Year or MVP or who should even get a Gold Glove or Silver Slugger. It just blows my mind. It's just abolish it, please. <laughs> Or at least just get more people to vote instead of them. <laughs> like maybe broadcasters, maybe. I don't. Oh, here's a thing. Current players. Or veteran players, maybe. We do have a veterans committee. It's the veterans committee. Well, that's just the Hall of Famers. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean. That, oh, they have a point. All right. Okay, moving on. All right, Louise Rangel. All right. So he had 10 people on his vote. All right. Uh, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, uh, Todd, or, uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, and Jeff Kench, who both got, gained a vote from him. Uh, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. And then Mark Bradley. Let's see. Oh, we got the 91st vote in. Huh. Oh, we might get to, yeah. All right. All right. Another one. Another one. All right. All right, so Mark Bradley. So he voted for 10 people. Uh, Bobby Bray, who gained a vote from him. Uh, Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton. Andrew Jones. Andy Pettit. Manny Ramirez. Alex Rodriguez. Scott Rowland. Gary Sheffield. And Billy Wagner, who gained a vote from him. And then in or uh, Alan Greenwood, he only voted for two people, and those two people were Manny Ramirez and Alex Rodriguez. Well, at least he voted for a Red Sox on Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's Christmas Eve for certain. All right, <clears throat> all right, all right. And then Marka Nard Narducci. All right, so he only voted for four people, and those four people were Scott or Todd Helton. Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. And then Eric Bolin, he voted for 10 people. All right. Bobby Abreu, who gained a vote from him. Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton, who gained a vote from him. Uh, Andrew Jones, who also gained a vote from him. And Jeff Kent also gained a vote from him. Uh, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland. 
uh, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right, and then Tim or Tim or I can't talk. All right, Tim Reynolds. So he only voted for seven people, and these seven people were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, who gained a vote from him, uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, who also gained a vote from him, and that's about it. All right, so I was about to say I thought there was more. All right. There was more. All right. All right. Dave Campbell. Let's see. He voted for only not or voted for nine people. And these nine were um, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, who also get, who gained a vote from him. Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, Nomar Vizquel, and Billy Wagner. And then Howard Sinker, he voted for eight people. And these eightful few were uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, who gained a vote from him, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. And then, um, let's see, so Randy Miller... So he voted for five people, and these five were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, let's see, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, and Billy Wagner. And Jeff Kent lost a vote from him. All right. Kurt, Wh- Kurt Whistler. All right. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. So he voted for five people, and these five were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, who both all gained a vote from him. Um, Scott Rowland and Nomar Vizquel. All right. And then Scott Gregor. I'm going to sound like McGregor at first. All right. So he voted for seven people. Uh, Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent. Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner, who gained a vote. And then uh, Steve Wine, he only voted for one person, and that one person was Carlos Beltran. At least he voted. We might have a few that actually, we've actually had one so far that actually didn't have anybody on. And it would be an anonymous vote. (laughs) All right. All right, Bob uh, Klapich, Klapich? I, I can't pronounce that. All right, so he uh, had uh, seven people: uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Andy Pettit, who gained a vote, uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Mm-hmm. All right, all right, Steve Gardner. He had seven votes. All right, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones. Let's see who else. Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Garrett Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. All right. Mark Fowler, he had only four people, and these four were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, and Gary Sheffield. Yeah. Will or Will Graves, he had three people, and these faithful three were 
Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. And Ro- Scott Rowland and Gary Sheffield gained a vote from him. All right. All right. Tim Booth. Let's see. All right. So he had nine people. Uh, Bobby Abreu, who gained a vote. Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton. Andrew Jones. Manny Ramirez. Alex Rodriguez. Scott Rowland. Gary Sheffield. And... Billy Wagner, who gained a vote. All right. right. Then Joe McDonald. Kind of like the Irish, yeah. So, yeah. One of the famous uh, hunger strikers in 1981. Joe McDonald. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. Anyway, let's move on. So, he had uh, 10 people. uh, Carlos Beltran. uh, Todd Helton. Andrew Jones, who gained a vote. Jeff Kent, who gained a vote, Andy Pettit, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, who gained a vote, and Billy Wagner. Billy. All right. Evan Grant, he had eight people. Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, who gained a vote, Uh, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, who also gained a vote. Uh, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Steve Popper. So he had uh, six people. All right. Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, who gained a vote, and Billy Wagner. All right. I don't know. One of these votes, I think they did kind of make a mistake. On one of them, so we might, yeah, we might see, all right. So we might, yeah, all right. And then next is one of our own first-time voter from Boston, Christopher Smith. All right, here we go. So he had 10 people on. Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, let's see any Red Sox, we'll get to there. Um, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, yes, Manny Ramirez, awesome. Uh, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland. Gary Sheffield and another Red Sox or another Red Sox player, Billy Wagner. All right. All right. And then Jack Magruder, he had nine people. Uh, Bobby Abreu, who gained a vote. Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, who gained a vote. Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, and Gary Sheffield. All right, we're chugging along. Oh, here's a vote. John Heyman. Yeah, what did this idiot vote for? He only voted for four people. All right, let's go. All right. Yeah, let's get this idiot's ballot. <laughs> it, idiot's ballot read. All right. He had Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, and uh, Jimmy Rollins, who gained a vote from him. So he didn't vote for any Red Sox. Typical of him. He had a beef with the Red Sox. I don't know what. All right. And then one of our own from NBC Boston, uh, John Tomasi, he voted for five people. All right. Carlos Beltran, Andrew Jones, who gained a vote. Manny Ramirez, who gained a vote. Alex Rodriguez, who gained a vote. And Gary Sheffield. All right. Moving on. All right. Kevin Cooney, or Kevin Cooney. He had nine people. Hold on. Let's see if this is the actual vote. Uh... All right, all right. Okay. <clears throat> he had nine people. 
Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, who gained a vote from him, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, for, or, uh, I'm blanking on his name, uh, Francisco Rodriguez. Yeah, all right. I was just blanking on his name right there. I had it right there in my face. I just was blanking. Well, I don't know what. That's the Asperger syndrome. All right. Scott Rowland, Jimmy or Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. And then Steve Simmons, four votes. All right. Let's see who these four are. Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, who gained a vote. Scott Rollins, who gained a vote, and Gary Sheffield, who gained a vote. All right. Uh, then Jeff Fletcher, he voted for eight people. And these faithful eight were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, who gained a vote, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, who gained a vote, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner, who gained a vote. And then, let's see. And then Bernie Wilson, he had eight people. Uh, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right, and then first-time bo- voter, Pete Gar- or Garthoff. I'm pronouncing it. Graffhart, I've Graffhoff. Graphharf? Yeah, maybe. All right, so he had six people, and these six were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, uh, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right, and then, hold on. This one, uh, no, no, yeah. All right. All right, and then John, uh, or John Perato, he had uh, nine people. Uh, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Francisco Rodriguez, Gary, excuse me, Gary Sheffield, Nomar Vizquel, Omar Vizquel, and Billy Wagner, who gained a vote. And Gary Sheffield, I forgot to mention, gained a vote from him, too. All right. <clears throat> and then Kevin Kieran, he voted for eight people. These eight were Todd Helton. Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Andy Pettit, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner, and Manny Ramirez lost a vote from him. And then the four that gained a vote were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, and Gary Sheffield. All right. And then uh, Travis Shawshick, he's a first-time voter, and he voted for 10 people. Good. Add away. Yeah, add away. All right. Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. All right. Marcus Hayes, he voted for 10 people. Hold on. Let's see if this is the... No, that ain't it. All right. Okay. So um, he voted, as I said, 10 people. Bobby Abreu, uh, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, who gained a vote, and Nomar Vizquel, who gained a vote. All right. Jay Chaffee, he voted for seven people. 
uh, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Then, hold on. All right. Larry Stone, he voted for seven people. Bobby Abreu, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Oh, yeah, Jeff Kent getting a vote. And Ron Cook. Who do you vote for? Nobody. Zero. Zero. (laughs) What are we doing? Please vote. I hate these blank ballots. Come on, people. Freaking nerds. (laughs) All right. An anonymous vote. He, but this person voted for seven people. Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right. At least somebody voted. At least they did put, or this person did put a Red Sox player on. All right, good. Yeah, moving around. All right. Chris DeLuca, he voted for eight people. Uh, Mark Burley, Andrew Jones. Andy Pettit, who gained a vote. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, this is the vote. All right, it's okay. All right, and then Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. He did have uh, Francisco Rodriguez there, but he made a mistake, and this is the correction ballot. All right. All right, so technically, Francisco Rodriguez lost a vote in a way. All right, Mark Craig, he voted for six people. All right, these six were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. At least he voted a Red Sox in. All right. At least his vote was. All right. Rustin Dobb. All right. Eight people. Uh, Bobby Abreu, who gained a vote. Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton. Andrew Jones. Manny Ramirez. All right. A Red Sox on the ballot. All right. Uh, Alex Rodriguez. Scott Rowland. And Gary Sheffield. Right. Scott Rowland's going to gain some vote. Him and Todd Helton. Right. Then Greg Coote. I hope I'm... Or Cot or Coote. I don't know. Alright. He voted for five people. And these five were... Todd Helton. Manny Ramirez. Alex Rodriguez. Who gained a vote. Gary Sheffield. And Billy Wagner. Alright. At least he had two Red Sox on his ballot. Alright. All right, we're getting close to the end, folks. Don't worry. All right. I wonder if we'll make it. We probably might have to record another segment on this. All right. Okay, then uh, Megan or Megan Montero or, Mon, or Monreno, Um, she had uh, eight, nine people. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. She uh, is a writer in Chicago. All right. She had uh, Bobby Abreu, who gained her vote. Uh, Carlos Beltran. Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, who gained her vote, uh, Scott Rowland, Jimmy Rollins, and Billy Wagner. All right. right. First time boner, Eno or Eno Saris. Um, this per or um, um, this voter gained or had a eight votes. I don't know. Let's see. And uh, all right, all right. 
Yeah, it's not really saying all right. Okay, um, so this person had uh, Bobby Abreu, Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Go down. All right. Phil Rogers, he had uh, five people. All right, Scott or uh, I can't talk. All right, Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, Todd Helton, who gained a vote. Andrew Jones, who gained a vote. Scott Ro- and uh, Scott Rowland. All right. Yeah, I thought there was more after that. All right. Richard Griffin. He had seven people. All right. And these seven were Carlos Beltran, Mark Burley, who gained a vote. Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, who gained a vote. Andy Pettit, who gained a vote. Scott Rowland and Gary Sheffield. All right. All right. Ooh, this is a name. Nick uh Pit, or Petru or Petrus Kulinski. He had five people. I hope I'm pronouncing that name right. And I'm sorry if I butchered it. Yeah. Alright, so he had T- Todd Helton, Manny Ramirez, Lee Scott Red Sox on the on his ballot. Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner, another Red Sox. Alright, good. All right, and then Juan Fente, he had zero people, and the three people he did have from last year all lost the vote. Uh, Andy Pettit, Scott Rowland, and Billy Wagner. What are we doing, people? Go vote. A lot? I don't know. Just move on. All right. Jenny McCauley, she had eight people, and these eight people were Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Andy Pettit, who gained her vote, uh, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Scott Rowland, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. All right, we have to go to break because we are running out of time. All right, so don't go anywhere, folks. All right, this time we're back to wrap up the show. All right, with the Hall of Fame ballot segment. All right, we got two more ballots to go, and we will go over the leaderboard and call it a night or call it a week and a 2022 year. All right. Next off is uh, Mike Puma. He had five people, and these five were Carlos Beltran, Andrew Jones, who gained a vote, Scott Rowland, who gained a vote, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. Well, at least the Red Sox got a vote from him. All right. And then lastly, and this is the one that showed up right as we were recording, number 91, Noah Tester, or Noah Tester, Tester, if I'm saying that right, he had six people, and these six were Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Manny Ramirez, all right, out of way, Manny, Alex Rodriguez, and Scott Rowland. Did I say Todd Helton? Yeah. All right, Todd Helton, yeah. All right, so yeah, going over or back over it. Scott or Carlos Beltran, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, and Scott Rowland. All right, yeah, got him. All right. And that is it for the balloting. Sorry it took so long. We, I mean, we a lot of ballots came out between the last time we recorded and this recording. So, yeah, and we had another one show up, like, right as we were recording. Go figure. All right. So, sifting through, because I liked all these tweets, these ballots, because that's kind of how we read them all off. Kind of like them all. Yeah. All right, so going all the way down might take a while, folks. Uh, 
just entertaining myself while we're trying to uh, get to the leaderboard. Yeah. I wish there was a way to actually save the actual leaderboard to just go to it just right away, kind of deal. Especially sifting through all these like like tweets that I had. Because that's how I am able to access the leaderboard. It's like because I like the tweet that he's or um Thibodeau said or all right, hold on, we're getting there. Okay, go. Alright, stop loading, stop buffering. Alright, here we are, the leaderboard. Alright. Alright, so come on, load. <laughs> Alright. I'm taking a drink. Mm. Alright. So after 85 public ballots and six anonymous ballots or unvariable ballots, and after 23.1% of the vote. Alright. Here is your leaderboard. With 82 or 80.2% is Scott Rowland with 79.1%. Todd Helton. With 69.2%, Billy Wagner with 61 or 68.1%, Gary Sheffield and Andrew Jones with 56%, Carlos Beltran with 46%, Alex Rodriguez or 46.2%, Alex Rodriguez with 45.1%, Jeff Kent with 44%, Manny Ramirez uh, with 23.1%. Bobby Abreu with 19.8%, Andy Pettit with 12.1%, Mark Burley with 7 or with 11%, Jimmy Rollins and with 7.7%, Nomar Vizquel and Francisco Rodriguez and with 0% of the vote, Jason Worth, Jared Weaver, JJ Hardy, Andrew Ethier, Bronson Arroyo, Hudson Street, Johnny Peralta, Mike Napoli, John Lackey, Tory Hunter, Jacoby Ellsbury, A.R.A. Dickey, and Matt Cain. So it's looking like at this point, the only people who will probably be getting into the Hall of Fame via the Baseball Writers Association ballot will be Scott Rowland and Todd Helton. No Red Sox, probably for 2023. Damn. All right. So it's kind of looking like at this point, adding the Veterans Committee selection of Fred McGriff, it'll probably be Scott Rowland and uh, Todd Helton, which is fine. I mean, at least somebody's getting it at this point. At least is what's looking like, but they are kind of projecting maybe the the private vote, maybe not. But hey, I mean, they were saying that last year and Poppy got in, so never say never. But we'll see. Probably around the last week of January when they decide to uh, close the vote and announce the winners, we'll find out. But I think at this point right now, the only person who's probably getting in is uh, Fred McGriff, officially so far, Fred McGriff. And that's via the Veterans Committee vote. Yeah. I was talking with uh, Mike, who's a, my brother Mike, who's a big Cardinals fan, my younger brother Mike. And he's he's kind of like I told him that Scott Rowland was kind of like kind of treading a little bit in the Hall of Fame ballot. I'm like, oh, that's very interesting, especially going back to his childhood and rooting for the Cardinals and guys like Albert Pujols, Yadier Molina, Scott Rowland, Rick Ankiel, Adam Wainwright, Chris Carpenter, and all those guys from like that 2006 squad and stuff like that. Worst team to win a World Series ever. 
according to some experts. But they still won, and that still kind of matters. I mean, that's how they'll be remembered. They still got rings. Yeah. Be a little kid. Yeah, I think that's kind of around the same time he kind of started, like, gaining a memory because that, I think, I think he was either seven at the time, I think, six or seven. So he would start have, like, started having memories about that team. Yeah. Yeah. First real, yeah. First actual championship to see. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was our first one since, like, 1982, I believe. So that's about it. Nothing else. Got nothing else going on. I mean, getting ready to move into uh, 2023. Yeah. New Year's resolutions. I mean, a lot of it is, personally, I kind of want to start getting back to working out and stuff like that. Try to start losing weight and maybe, like, try to eat healthier. I don't know. Yeah. But for maybe baseball or Red Sox related, I think my New Year's resolution is, I kind of want to try to like not get too worked up about uh, the Red Sox, like having a no hitter thrown against them or something like that. Or, ha- or like, for example, if they go for the first inning, one, two, three, I, I just want to try to say, you know what, still a long game. And because I've, and that's been my problem since then. I don't care if they win or lose or whatever. So long as they get a base hit, which eventually they will get a base hit that's that'll just make me feel better that would be a victory for me kind of deal i don't know i just really i mean i love seeing other teams throw no hitters or even our pitchers throw no hitter but having no hitter thrown against us but this year i want to try to be better about it not get too worked up or even be worried about it because you know what it is a long game and eventually they will a base hit will go up the middle into the outfield and drop for a base hit or fast enough, drop fast enough that nobody can get in and stuff like that or get into the corner or even get over the fence or someone's not going to be, or someone's going to make a play, but won't be able to get it off in time. The counts and then field hit. Eventually a hit will occur in the game. And if not, so what? It's just a bad game. And I just want to try to be better about that next year. And that might be my Red Sox. 2023 resolution just try to be better with not getting worked up with like if the red sox don't score base hit in the first inning or like get no hit or something like that or have a no hitter front against us i want to try that at least for next year i mean i tried this year and just after that one game in tampa bay earlier in april i just thought i couldn't do it i really couldn't do it (laughs) Yeah, I tried. I mean, it, it was kind of working good up until that game. And then, yeah, that's kind of was kind of like the, yeah. But yeah, but nothing else. I mean, and here's the thing about 2023. We are making moves to be better, guys. We are trying to make moves to get this team better. I think the one thing that's kind of making this whole offseason just the worst is just we just couldn't lock up Sander. And we kind of just... Just watched as he just walked across the country to old San Diego to don a dot or don a Padres jersey. Yeah, and he probably will finish his career as a San Diego Padre. Maybe his the majority of his career will be as a San Diego Padre. That's the worst thing about that whole deal. Most of his career will probably finish out in San Diego. 
Ugh. Man. Kind of like Carlton Fisk over again. I wasn't even alive to see Carlton Fisk play. Ugh. But anyway, here's the thing, guys, about this offseason. We're not even into the new year yet. And here's the thing. And here's my thing. We don't know what's going to happen. They might extend St. or Raphael Devers before opening day. We don't know yet. Heck, there might be a chance that this team actually might be surprisingly good. Maybe even a wild card team. They are making moves to be better. They're fixing the bullpen. They got Chris Martin. They got Kenley Jansen. They finally got a leadoff hitter right now in uh, Masataka Yoshida. But still, I am kind of interested to see how he'll make the jump from Japan to the United States. But I'm kind of interested to see how he'll turn out. And for the first time in a while, we've had a we have a guy that is a pretty good leadoff hitter. We just got to see if he can do it, especially here in the big leagues. And that will be the interesting part about it. We got a DH, and not only a DH, but someone a DH that can play the field, something that J.D. Martinez couldn't do. I mean, not a smack on J.D., but still, I mean, Justin Turner can play first base and third base on days like give guys like Rafi and Tristan Costas a day off or maybe have them play DH. I mean, and still, I mean, we have a pretty good, reliable starting pitcher, even though he is old and stuff like that and is kind of like on kind of tail end of his career. And that's kind of like 38 is kind of where, yeah, your career kind of starts kind of like starting to wind down and stuff like that. But still, still a reliable pitcher. And I'm kind of interested and really excited to see uh, what Corey Kluber can bring to the Boston Red Sox. Although the Justin Turner deal and, uh, um, Corey Kluber deals haven't been officially announced yet by the Red Sox. I think it's mainly because it's around the holidays and they won't really want to announce anything during the holidays. But pretty, I feel like pretty soon, maybe next week, they might make an announcement. Maybe we don't know yet. I did hear something from Ian Brown on the ITM podcast with Steve Prohl and Joey, Joey Capone that maybe something might go down next week with officially or something like that. They might officially announce it. We don't know yet. So. I was listening to uh, Jared Carabas' podcast because I both listen to Steve's podcast and Jared's podcast too. Uh, the Jared Carabas podcast or the Name Redacted Red Sox podcast. And he's in the middle too on how this season we might be surprisingly good or we could just be god-awful. I don't know. He, what he said was, let's see. Let's see, folks. We shall see. I mean, he wasn't like like too down on the team, but he didn't want to be too optimistic about the team. I'm kind of the same way too. I'm not too down on the team, but I'm not really optimistic, too optimistic to the point where we're going to win a World Series. Let's hold the horses right there, folks. Yes. <laughs> All right. I mean, that's what I mean. Let's just see what happens. All right. All right, final thoughts. What about this co- – Carlos Belt or Carlos uh, Correa deal. All right. So anyway, if you haven't heard or because the last time we talked, um, he did sign a contract with the San Francisco Giants, 13 years, 30 or 330 mil. And they did the physical and it looked like they found something. The Giants found something that they didn't really like at all. Apparently he had like an ankle problem back dating back to like 2017. He also had back problems too. And they thought, okay, we, uh, 
for 13 years and 300 mil. Ugh. Yeah, man. So anyway, I thought, okay, maybe they might restructure the deal. Maybe like take a few years off and like maybe take money off too. And then the next day of that news happening, he uh, we get news of Carlos Correa. He decides to sign a twelve or a twelve year, I think three hundred and five. I could be wrong on that. Hold on. We shall find out right here. No, no, no. Come on. No, I'm all right. Carlos Correa Mets deal. Come on. Come on. Right. Here. Okay. All right. All right. So it was 12 years, 300 for 350 mil with the Mets. I gave it away. Yeah. He signed with the Mets. So yeah. So he's going to New York, man. The Giants now lost out on judge and lost out on Carlos Correa, man. Two big name free agents. Hmm. Although last week around Christmas time, we did get some news. Looks like the Mets are kind of concerned now about the physical too. So that deal might fall through too. Man, what is what is wrong with them? What is wrong? Why can he not pass a physical? Man, oh my. All right. So, I mean, at this point, I mean, if you're Carlos Correa, what do you do now? Because you probably won't sign with the Dodgers because they don't want you. And their fans don't want you. And that... That's so dumb. I mean, anyway, but anyway, um, so would you consider maybe taking a lower deal? I mean, here's the thing. The guy really wants to get paid big time. I thought, okay, the Red Sox aren't going to chase him because he really wants, if you think Xander's Padres deal was too much or overpaid, wonder what Carlos Correa's deal might be. I don't know. I think at this point he might just have to take a few or uh, less years and less money. Because at this point, I mean, if you're thinking about the big time deal, like the double or like the decade deal or like the over 10 year deal or like 300 or something like a hundred million dollars or so, think again because you ain't getting that money. I mean, seriously. I don't know. Could the Red Sox get him? I mean, at this point, if he can't pass a physical, I mean, man, as much as I'm not a big Carlos Correa fan, I kind of think he's kind of a like asshole in a way, but still, I mean, that kind of sucks for the dude. Hey, he can't get a physical. There are some teams that don't want you kind of deal, but man, and this would have been the offseason. He would have been get paid big time kind of deal. Man. But I can see why if there's like injury problems and stuff like that, I feel like some and knowing how much money and years they committed, these teams committed to guys like this, I would be kind of concerned too. Like, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Maybe he might show up somewhere. Maybe the Mets might figure it out and get a deal done and maybe just say, you know what, that might won't be concerned. We just want to win at this point. And that's the kind of thing I do like about Steve Cohen. He wants to win. He really wants to try to make this Mets team actual World Series championship team. 
You got to honor it. I've, I, at this point, if there's one team other than the Red Sox to win in 2023, I would want the New York Mets to win just to prove, uh, just to have Steve Cohen just prove all these owners, these cheap owners wrong kind of deal. I'm kind of hoping he does that. But I don't know. We'll see. As I said, we shall see. All right. So, all right. Just want to wrap things up by saying just wish everybody a happy new year. Hopefully 2023 is a better year for a lot of you and stuff like that. Just hope things go well. Just hope for the best. I mean, hopefully next year or next year, 2023 will be a better year than 2022 for some people, especially me and stuff like that. All right. Anything else? I think we're good. Let's call it a night or and a week and a year. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for giving this opportunity to share and keep doing what I love. Subscribe, rate, and review on Spotify and give us a five star review if you can. Please. All right. Follow the show on Twitter at red underscore charter. And then follow the show on TikTok at Sox Illinois, even though at least if it's a government, um, Device, maybe not. Yeah, you did, you did see that today. So TikTok's getting banned on uh, government devices and stuff like that, or like some universe and stuff like that, the app. Yeah. So, well, if TikTok does go down or gets banned in the United States, I mean, I mean, so long, Paige. But so far, I mean, it's still available on like other apps and stuff like that. All right. Anyway, so as I said, follow the show on TikTok at Sox Illinois. Follow the show on Instagram at Sox Illinois also. And then like the show on Facebook, the Red Sox Nation, the Illinois Charter, and then follow the show on Spotify. All right. With that being said, I believe that will about do it. All right. See you guys next year. Banyana. <laughs>